Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Monday, October the 2nd. And welcome to our commentary. This is our first Monday of October. And wasn't there a, a expression about the Supreme Court? I think maybe first Tuesday of October or uh, something like that. But yes, the Supreme Court does get back into session uh, this month. And they are expecting some interesting cases coming up this year. And we're going to get into more of that uh, as, uh, as we go on. So let's, uh, this is going to be, of course, the first session in full for the, the lady who was appointed by, 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 by President Biden, uh, Jackson, uh, Justice Jackson, I think is her, Barrett, no, not Barrett Jackson, that's, uh, Barrett is the other lady, but uh, Justice Jackson is the lady who was appointed by President Biden. So she's going to get her first full term. And uh, we'll probably read some of her opinions next uh, next June, because that's kind of the way it works out. They hear all these cases in October and November, and then they start writing opinions later on in uh, in June, especially the big ones. That's when they come later in June 2024. Well, I have to begin. You know, President Trump was in New York in one of these cases up there. And, you know, he came out attacking the judge. And, you know, on this particular, on these New York cases, I think President Trump is 100% correct in what he's saying. Now, I don't know if Leticia James is a racist. Uh, I don't know that. But, uh, but I think the whole approach of justice right now in New York against uh, President Trump, where you simply accuse him of anything and, and you have this mentality of getting Trump, getting Trump. I think that's deadly for the country. And that's something that the Democrats need to be very careful how they tread into that territory. Because once you start talking about getting people rather than, you know, applying justice or enforcing the law, once you start talking about getting people and targeting people by using uh, the justice system, either at the federal level or at the state level, you're walking into some pretty deadly territory. And in terms of of the Democrats, this is territory who's, frankly, that where it could come back to haunt them later when some of the same tactics are used against them. You know, I, I've always been a believer that you got to keep some of this political stuff out of justice. And look, the attorney general in New York literally ran for office saying, vote for me and we're going to get Trump. Well, that's awfully irresponsible of the attorney general to do that. I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, vote for me. And we're going to defend New York, let's say, from the Trump policies. You know, that's kind of what what, uh, you know, Attorney General Paxton has done here in Texas, where, you know, he runs against executive orders or the policies of the Biden administration that he believes are overreach. But that's totally different than targeting one man as they're doing in New York. And I I am very disappointed, frankly, that more Democrats are not standing up and saying, we don't do this in the United States. I'm really disappointed that some Democrats are not doing that because when it comes to this, all these cases in New York, I think they're all politically driven and they're all gonna crash when they go into the real courts. But for the time being, of course, they get all the publicity and that's, uh, and that's a bad thing. It's a terrible signal that we're sending to the people of New York and the people of the country and frankly, the people of the, of the world that that kind of banana republic tactic 
is being used in the, in the United States against the former president. That's a terrible, uh, terrible tactic. Speaking of New York, you know, the governor of New York has sort of gone, I guess, full 180 degrees when it comes to immigration. Back in November of 2021, she was welcoming people, saying, hey, come, you know, we're an open state, sanctuary city. You know, we welcome you. We welcome you. Come and uh, we will take care of you. Well, it's a totally different message now. She was on CBS. The governor of New York was on CBS this weekend. And they were asking her some questions. And she said, look, the, the border is too open right now, meaning too many people are coming in and we've got to restrict who's coming in. I mean, she sounded like Trump when it comes to the border. Uh, it's amazing to me how how these people are starting to sound like Trump, all these Democrats, whether it's the the governor of New York or the mayor of, of New York City, they're all starting to sound like, like Trump when it comes to immigration. Well, of course, the, as, as we have mentioned before, the reason is very simple. Demagoguery about sanctuary cities has crashed head on with the reality of sanctuary cities. You know, a lot of these people didn't realize that sanctuary cities meant that people were going to come. I guess they didn't know that. Well, they didn't realize that. They thought, well, we're so far away from New York, they're never going to come here. <laughs> they're there, and there's lots of them. There's lots of them, and they're representing quite a burden, not just to the state of New York, but to the taxpayers of New York. They've become quite a burden and something that, uh, what can I tell you, something that uh, is becoming a very serious political problem. In fact, there's a story that I saw uh, a few hours ago that the story is, is President Trump or President uh, Biden turning his allies or his allies into enemies when it comes to immigration, because more and more of the burden of immigration, these people showing up at different cities is happening in blue cities where these blue city mayors or governors of these uh, states are being forced to provide services and provide resources for people. And they don't have for their own people. I mean, in, in Chicago, they're apparently they're staying at O'Hare International Airport. That's where these people are staying. At the airport. I mean, that's just uh, absolutely incredible, absolutely crazy, absolutely chaotic. And what else can I tell you about it? That's what's happening uh, with uh, with immigration. So that's why the governor of New York is all of a sudden singing a different tune. She's saying, hey, you know, too many people are coming over. We have to restrict who's coming over. Now, of course, she's right. You know, in terms of policy, she's exactly right. It's just that they waited too long to say that because before it was fashionable and very popular among Democrats to use sanctuary cities against, let's say, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. They would throw this at uh, Governor Abbott and say, see, you know, you're you're not interested in being open and inclusive like we New Yorkers. Well, that was the old days. Now. They're dealing with a problem. They're actually dealing with the same problem that we're dealing with in South Texas. It's not that different. I mean, and the problem is, of course, large numbers of people crossing the border, uh, in some cases being given a piece of paper that says you're going to see a judge in three years. And, you know, whether they see the judge or not, from what I understand, most of them don't, because the objective is to get into the United States. And if you think about, you know, you think about a city like Los Angeles, for example. Let's say somebody from Central America 
uh, goes into that city. You can get lost so easily in that city uh, as an illegal immigrant. And how are they going to find you? How are they going to find you? They can't, which is why the system of letting people in on the basis of a meeting with a judge is a very bad system. These cases should be looked at outside of the country so that when you come to the door of the United States, when you come through immigration, your case has already been settled. Your case has been settled one way or the other. And if you've been accepted in the United States, we're going to let you in. And we're going to let you in and we'll give you a, a work visa or whatever so you can support your family. That's the correct way to do it, but not the way we're doing it right now. And that's why it's so chaotic in so many of these places. Well, one last uh, little story. I think the Democrats have finally replaced or have nominated someone to replace uh, the late Senator Feinstein, who passed away a few days ago. The lady, uh, I, I cannot think of her last name right now, but she is a lady with a long tradition or resume of Democrat activism. I think she was involved in something called Emily's List, which is, I think, a, an organization that supports women, more liberal women, running for office. Uh, this lady is an African-American, of course. That was the condition to to be nominated. You had to be an African-American. Any other any other option, uh, you were your resume was thrown away. You had to be African-American. How is that accepted by African-Americans? I don't know. How is that accepted by African-Americans? I don't know. I, I, I have to think that a lot of them are asking the question, why are we still doing this? You know, so many years after the Civil Rights Act and so many years after so many opportunities are available to black people, why are we still focusing on race as the only, as the only thing that seems to matter? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like it personally. I think that uh, the best person should be selected. And if that person happens to be an African-American, that's fine with me. But the message ought to be, we are going to take a look at the most qualified person. That's the message. And that's what we should be saying. We shouldn't be saying, we're going to look at the most qualified person, but she has to be an African-American. Well, that, uh, that to me is, is not correct. And I, you know, I have nothing against this lady who's going to be the next senator of California. I wish her well. I hope she uh, has a long record as the senator. But the way she's being picked is not the not the right way to do it. Well, thank you for listening. As uh, we mentioned yesterday, the the Cowboys had a great Sunday, and the baseball playoffs will start on Tuesday. So we will keep an eye on those during the week. Uh, our Texas Rangers are in. The playoffs, they're going to be playing Tampa Bay. That's going to be a tough series. Those are two clubs with a lot of hitting. So one of the two will probably out-hit out the other. That's my, my opinion. Have a great day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.